0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Roll for Persuasion, your uh, usually weekly show where I chat with cool creative people about their nerdy passions and how that impacts their storytelling. I have one of those awesome nerdy people with me here today. We will get to her in just a moment, but real quick, let's do that wonderful shout out that I legit do not get tired of doing this because I love this company so much. A Shout out to show sponsor Hero Forge. Um, they are just fantastic. I got another box of Hero Forge miniatures in the mail the other day and they are gorgeous. Um, and that's because you can go to heroforge.com to make the custom miniature of your dreams the options are, I would say, limitless because they introduce so many ridiculous things that you can do with these minis. Um, So many ways to pose and shape and, and color. Now you can print them in color. You can print them in clear, which is a whole new kind of like awesomeness um if you have a cool idea you can probably bring it to life at heroforge.com we appreciate their support of the show and this community and uh we appreciate that we get to support them back and get cool miniatures out of it which is pretty sweet so go check them out heroforge.com or follow on their socials at heroforge minis they are fantastic they drop new content every week typically on tuesday so you never know what kind of cool options are going to be added for your characters so keep an eye out thanks heroforge we appreciate you And then I'm very excited to bring in my guest today, who is uh, not just someone that I know and that I admire in the community, but someone I actually get to play games with on a fairly regular basis, which is very exciting. And that is Brianna Flame. She is a producer and GM of the Initiative Order, an ambassador for Jasper's Game Day, and one of my co-performers on Second Star to the Right, A Neverland Adventure, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So we'll, uh, we'll tease that for now. But Brianna, how's it going?
1: Going really well. Thanks, Andrew. How about you?
0: I am doing very well. Super excited to get to chat with you. Um, uh, first off, before in a second, I will ask you to, to explain all the cool things that you do. But can we talk for a second about how you might have one of the coolest names in tabletop gaming? Like so incredibly suited, Brianna Flame. Like it's it's like <laughs> perfect for what you're doing.
1: Well, thanks. I really love my name um, so much so that when my partner Nathan and I got married, um, neither of us wanted to give up our names. So in our private life, um, our last names are hyphenated, so we took each other's names because yeah. we both thought they were cool. Um, but I guess all those years of being made fun of for my last name have finally paid off.
0: <laughs> See that—that's you know—that just shows how dumb we are as kids that somebody would make fun of a, a super badass last name. So, foo <laughs> on them, hooray for you. Um, so, so what all do you do? I mean, we'll talk about Second Star in a little bit, but uh, uh, specifically, you do a lot with the Initiative Order. Can you tell me about that? What all do you have going on?
1: Oh, absolutely. So the Initiative Order is another streaming platform, a community on Twitch and on Discord um, and the various social media platforms, of course, uh, plugging us here, follow us, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Um, It's a community of tabletop uh, creators, gamers, enthusiasts uh, that just want to explore a variety of different tabletop systems. So of course, like most of us, we started with this D and D fifth edition, of course, um, and we run a lot of different uh, private community games monthly that are completely free of charge. Uh, exploring any and all tabletop systems, Call of Cthulhu, Deadlands, uh, just pretty much endless.
0: And so, what was kind of the catalyst for that? I mean, did you help uh, start that? Was that you know kind of a thing that you helped originate?
1: I did. So myself, my partner Nathan, and our friend Danny. Um, Danny was the founder of the Initiative Order. Um, we all met, uh, through Instagram and we were supposed to be gaming with each other at Gary con. Oh my gosh. In 2020, right before the pandemic hit. And unfortunately mm. that got yeah. canceled. Um, so Danny reached out to us at one point. He's like, I'm really bummed. I'm not going to be able to meet you guys in person. Let's still try to play some games online. So we'd started playing uh, in a private little call of Cthulhu game and we decided to, why not try to stream it? So that's where the first stream of the initiative order began, Carnaby Street case Files. um, And we've been just rolling ever since.
0: That is awesome. And and, um, you guys appear to be having just like lots of great success in doing that. I know you've had some really cool guests get to join you on the show. Um, Are you surprised or or, or excited about how things have grown? Um, Were you thinking that, you know, a year later, now that we're on into 2021, that you guys would still be doing this and it would be
1: an ongoing thing? It has been such a surprise and it's really exciting at the same time. I did not expect that I'd be able to say that, hey, I've played with so many amazing people when we first started out and I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. We've had a really nice amount of growth over the last few months and a lot of projects underway. um, I can't really say too much about, but exploring a lot of new systems and we have phenomenal players that are just ready to get started.
0: So before we started recording, you were, you were telling me about the initiative order and some of like the different goals and purposes behind it. Um, and you mentioned like the, the, one of the things that was really important to y'all was, you know, trying to focus on, um, being intentional about like, like diversity and like inclusion at the table. Is that something you can talk about?
1: Oh yeah. Very happily. So, one thing when we are first coming together as a group and deciding to, of course, start streaming, uh, when we were thinking about what we wanted to accomplish as a group that would kind of like, what could we bring to this virtual table um, that is different or new would be, I would try to open it up to as many people as possible and make sure that what we're showing Is representative of the community and so there's been unfortunately I I, not to speak negatively I've had instances where I've definitely felt like I was just I was the only uh female presenting individual at the table um and or female identifying individual and I've been at tables that are exclusively white people and as much as I love my fellow white people do not and you know don't get me wrong that's not a good look on a stream, in my opinion. So we wanted to make sure that every single stream that we put out there is giving everyone the opportunity to be present. And so the inclusion of, um, I'm sorry, how do I put this? Um, one of our requirements for our streams is that our table is diverse. Um, so that's kind of something that we've tried to spearhead from the beginning is to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to see themselves in our streams.
0: And and you're right, that that does take more, I think, intentionality. Um, especially if you do happen to be a creator who is like white or cis or, or male or or whatever, mm-hmm. you do have to, um, it's very easy. You can just make the excuse like, oh, well, I just asked people I know. Well, okay, why is your circle so small then? <laughs> right. <laughs> like you have to be intentional about like, broadening um the people in in your circle and reaching out and reaching outside of your comfort zone because we shouldn't just be living in tiny little echo chambers uh, of opinions or of you know appearance
1: oh absolutely um i i love the fact that because of this goal of ours it was like you said very intentional um that so many different people have been brought into our lives because of that and people who i think unfortunately i should say wouldn't have been able to meet with everything going on had the social media sphere not been so active during the pandemic.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. That's, that's really awesome.
1: That's one thing I really appreciated when, um, when I first spoke with you and with Joe about second star is that when I asked specifically like, Hey, I'm really mindful of, you know, new streams that I'm joining. I want to make sure that the table that I'm at is diverse and I'm not taking up a seat from someone who. Who should be represented more than than, you know, I am at the table already Um, and how open the two of you were with that. Um, I I really love the group. I think it's great to be in a group with honestly, I I love having Des and M there um, because I like I said, I've been in streams where I was the only woman at the table and it's just a very different dynamic. So I appreciate you all also having that same perspective.
0: Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that that shows through. All we can do is try our best and keep improving and, you know, never never settle for, you know, just simply making sure that everyone at the table looks like us. And so there are always ways to improve that. And we're always looking to do that. So I'm glad that that's seen and we'll uh, we'll keep working on that. And as you mentioned, you are on a show with me um, and some, several other awesome people. Second Star of the Ride at Neverland Adventure. Super fun game that we started recently. How, how has that been? I, I, maybe this is a selfish question, but how has your experience been on our show thus far?
1: It has been horrible. I'm kidding. <laughs> I had to. I had to do that. It was been. It's been great. I'm not just saying that because you're interviewing me. Um, it's easily one of my favorite games to play in. I love the group. Um, Neverland's such a fun setting. Um, even just our one shot, the Lost Boys one shot that we did recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. our, yeah, our viewers, sorry, our listeners haven't watched that. I highly recommend it. We were so lucky to have the other Andrew running us through that. It was so fun.
0: Yeah, it was, it was super fun. And and I think that, um, I think that for us, for myself and Joe, Joe being the, the DM of second star, uh, it, it was a bit of a similar experience to what you described with initiative order. It was like, well, we want to, we want to be able to play. Well, what if we streamed, you know, what, who are cool people we know. And now we get to play with, um, these awesome people every other week and, you know, develop new like friends and, in the, in the industry and it's just fun how streaming is not just a thing that you do for maybe the people in the game or the people watching it really is a community building thing it's super unique like that
1: absolutely totally agreed and i have to say thank you right now for you know considering me and bringing me on to second star uh that group is fantastic and it's honestly just made my streaming experience all the much better
0: well, thank you. Thank you for saying yes, because uh, one, it's super fun to play with you. And and I think that we just really do have a really awesome group and um, we have a really fun dynamic. So uh, go check that out, people. You can uh, we'll drop the links later. I'll put them in the show notes. So you initiative order is only like a year old. When did you get into playing like role playing games and tabletop?
1: Oh, goodness. So I started playing Dungeons and Dragons um, at the tail end of fourth edition. So it's been several years, Um, although to be to be completely honest, the first like three or four years were super infrequent. It was like maybe once every few months um, with, you know, adult life and scheduling, trying to get our group together. But um, over the last two years, it's been fairly consistent um, between streams, private, you know, just home games. And I, I absolutely love it. It's a uh, D and is fun. Don't get me wrong. I really love ex- the fact that it's allowed me to explore all these different systems at the same time um, and get to meet so many fun people while doing it.
0: Yeah. You mentioned uh, call of Cthulhu and that is like that and deadlands are like the top, like one and two on my other systems. I want to play hit list and I don't know when I'll ever have the time, but like I love every Cthulhu stream I've ever watched every podcast I've ever listened to. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it is cool that you, you know, we're able to be introduced maybe through D&D and then start finding all these other systems and ways to play and interact with people. That's awesome.
1: Absolutely. We're going to have to change that. I'm going to get you into a Call of Cthulhu game. I'm putting you on the spot right now. So all your listeners... Oh,
0: that was 100% me fishing and saying, so if you want to put me in a Call of Cthulhu game, I'm right here. Oh, man. (laughs) So that works out, of course. I fell for it. (laughs) I would would love to do that. Um, No, that that would be super awesome. What is it that you... So you've mentioned other systems a few different times. Like, what is it about, Like, like other systems that you particularly enjoy? Is there one or two systems that you're like, man, I really like blank about this.
1: Oh goodness. It's really hard to kind of pinpoint specifics for systems for me. Um, I think it just has to do with the fact that every single system may approach situations differently. Um, Whether it be combat, um, you know, how much they may emphasize it, how much work is required to really get into the game or how little. Um, from, you know, like the one-page systems that are super easy to get into to the more, you know, crunchy meteor systems that take a while. It, it honestly took me a little bit of time to really catch on to the Cthulhu mechanics. Um, and mm-hmm. we really have not had all that much combat that I don't think any of us actually really completely understand how combat works in that because we're such an RP-heavy group. Um, sure. But I just, I I love the different takes um, that every system can provide.
0: You said you kind of played like fourth edition sporadically. Do you remember like having a moment that jumped out at you after you played a game or a session where you were like, oh, man, this was special or this is something I want to keep doing? Like, does anything kind of stick out for you as a like the moment you kind of got hooked?
1: Ooh, Well, I can say with complete certainty that I do not remember a single thing about fourth edition Um, because it was so, so new. Um, in terms of sure. like the role play aspect and actually getting to sit down on a table and play a tabletop game. Um, I would say that it, this would have been well into once we converted over to fifth edition. Um, I remember with our first group that we've played with and we ended up being I still play with them to this day. Uh, but we had our first campaign was like five years long. It was a, a ton of time that was invested into this group, to these characters, to that dynamic. Yeah. Um even infrequent at first. But I remember having a moment where my DM, uh, Jake, Jake, if you're listening to this, hello, you're the best. And this is all your fault. Um, Where he actually put me on the spot because my, uh, my partner, Nathan, and um, our friend, Steph, Jake's wife, um, are both pretty, pretty big personalities. They're good at directing the conversations. They're good at kind of deciding where we're going to go next. And I very much was fluid and would kind of just follow a lot of times um, and he put me on the spot and was just like what are you doing right now and that was the first time in a game where I'd had to make a decision and I wasn't just going yeah Yeah. let's go do that I love that sounds like a great idea and it ended up being something that really directed my character's personality from then forward and I thought I loved that I loved that my decision just now completely altered what we were doing and that's when I got hooked and I was like I want to do more of this I want to find out more about my character and more about our party
0: Yeah. That sense of, that sense of agency and impact, um, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. In addition to, you know, D and D and and everything else. And I highly encourage everyone to go follow Brie on, on follow her on all the socials and we'll put the links in, um, down in the show notes. But, uh, I think where I first kind of became aware of you was on your Instagram, uh, because you were also a photographer and you just, you shoot these just fantastic, like, like flat lay and, and all these different super cool shots of like dnd books and products and like seriously everybody go look at them because they're just fantastic looking but um but what's kind of your photography story how did you really get into uh to being a photographer
1: oh that was a happy accident actually kind of in the same vein as streaming for me um when i joined the tabletop social sphere if you will um through instagram that kind of seems to be my primary platform even two years into it um I would see all these people posting amazing, you know, like uh, terrain builds or artwork of their characters or their own homebrewed content. And all of this, while I loved watching it and, you know, like following it, consuming it, I didn't create in that way. And so I tried my best to find a medium that could represent the passion that I had for this community and its um, its artwork and its products and creativity and I decided, I really, I really like the way that this art looks. I love these books. I love these these cards that we bought for uh, like the deck of many things. And I thought, you know what? I'll just, I'll just take pictures of them. I'll see how this works. It was on you know my old iPhone, and I just started messing around kind of with the flat lay style. And I thought, I really haven't seen anything like this. And that that sounds that sounds so vain right now. I'm just like, Oh, my stuff is so different. Um, that wasn't no, my no, no. intent. But I, I
0: legit totally understand exactly what you mean.
1: It was just a way that made sense to me. Um, it was a medium I didn't see represented. I felt enough. And I love the fact that I'm starting to see it more and more, um, because there's room for everyone, any creative, um, in my opinion, every single person who is in this community is a creative in one way or another. They just need to find what way, they like, what works for them. And photography happened to be that for me. And that's actually kind of evolved into completely changing the course of my career. Um, now I get to say, I actually take photos for a living and that's mind blowing to me.
0: That is so awesome. That, that's super cool. And, um, and yeah, I, I think that, I mean, much like streaming or tabletop gaming, a thing that I love about photography, I've been doing photography like professional like we're, I say professionally, um, it, it only fully paid the bills there for a little bit, but, but like getting paid to do photography for like a decade now. And I could just never shoot the kind of things you shoot. It just like my brain doesn't function in figuring out how to lay out and, and visualize stuff the way that you do. And I love that about photography because there's space for everyone, much like tabletop gaming, much like streaming. Um, it's just an open way to express yourself and tell a story or share beauty or um, you know communicate something with someone and everyone does it in a very unique way and so uh, I, I don't know that that's a thing that I love about the medium um, and so I'm always fascinated to see what other people are taking pictures of and what was their thought process because like I can't replicate it but I love hearing about it.
1: I completely understand I feel the same way with a lot of like of uh, cosplay photographers their work is incredible I I personally am just not very good with portraitures and portrait work so that's something I'd like to try to get in eventually but for now, I'm just gonna be working on products. That's that seems to be the best thing for me currently.
0: <laughs> well, that's super cool, and, and like you said, you're now able to like like do that as like a, like as a living or, or like making money. And that's a uh, that's kind of mind blowing when you can take a uh, a thing you enjoy, a passion, and and you know pay bills with it. That's uh that's nice, or at the very least, buy more dice with it.
1: Oh, that's so true. And then find new obsessions. Um, I was very fortunate to work with a found familiar coffee and oh my gosh as part of the photography work for them they also sent me some coffee and now I'm hooked it's it's the best I'm not just saying that because I did photos for them
0: yeah do you um uh, totally jumping back another way do you do you typically in games uh, do you ever dm or do you typically um just play
1: I do dm I really enjoy dming um it's still in terms of like the streaming sphere I I've DM'd a little bit here and there uh primarily on the initiative order for Adventurers Wanted it's our D&D 5th edition live stream monthly it's not a ongoing campaign it's more of a uh loosely connected series of one shots the um the thought process with that um I'd say it's like my baby I I produce Adventurers Wanted and um the idea was to bring as many new people into into the community as possible. Um, I talked Mm -hmm. with so many different people through Instagram, Twitter, who would say, oh, I really love streaming. I just I've never had the opportunity to try it. And that was kind of a goal with Adventures Wanted and the initiative order as a whole was to give people the opportunity to try it. And if it's not for them, that's fine. If it is, that's great. We want to help them further that. So we have different GMs come in. Um, We had different players, different parties, varying levels. Um, Even some people from like a Dragon Rock RPG design came in and they ran a one shot that was featuring their own subclass content that they've created. So it's a way for them to be able to get some of their content out there while simultaneously playtesting it.
0: That's great. Like uh, because because it does address like a barrier. I think a lot of people have when they're interested in both streaming and gaming which is just like how do i do it without having to figure out all the logistics so it's super cool to be able to give people the opportunity to uh to kind of get their feet wet and give it a try do you when you when you dm because um I, i feel like a lot of different people have different things that they enjoy or different styles i for instance i enjoy dming because i enjoy uh i enjoy improv and role play and so I enjoy getting to do NPCs and like figure out where the heck the story is going to go and make shit up on the fly. What I don't enjoy doing is like planning encounters and figuring out a big, you know, overarching story. And so I kind of I haven't been able to run a game in a couple of years. But when I did, it was a very seat of my pants and allegedly people had fun. But um, what is it that you enjoy about the DMing part versus perhaps being a player?
1: I definitely love. Um I would say I like the encounters. Those are fun to build. I personally, as a DM, really like having not necessarily intricate puzzles, but puzzles, riddles of some sort that I may have a general idea of how they'll be solved, but I try to leave them somewhat open-ended in case the players have a different method they want to try. Um, My favorite thing Mm. I would say is just seeing the players like uh, approach situations in ways I don't expect. And oftentimes that happens, which is really nice. Um, I do really like coming up with NPCs on the fly and getting to really improv things. I'm not good at voices or um, accents. So that's probably not my favorite aspect of it. So all my NPCs sound the same, Um, but I'll come up (laughs) with a name for them at the very least. And they have a clear motive even if that motive is to get away from the party as soon as possible.
0: Sure. I once, uh, I once accidentally and did a, uh, an NPC, a major NPC, unfortunately with an Australian accident accent. And I don't know how it happened, but then I was like, shoot, now this is it. I, I have to, I have to keep doing this. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a moment. It was entertaining, I assume. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's fun. And I like, I appreciate, I don't know. I just like I, I'm, I've am i already said this, but I'm so big into mediums that allow you to express yourself differently and the ability to like if you want to delete to lean into puzzles, you can lean into puzzles. If you want to lean into combat, you can lean into combat. I love the idea. Honestly, I know some people out there, I think uh, I think D4D&D does this um, where there's like two DMs, like a co-DM. And somebody's, you know, running like combat and encounters and somebody's running like NPCs and they play off of each other. And I I think that's that's the thing I'd like to explore at some point is that idea of a co-DM game. And it's cool because there are so many systems out there and so many, you know, people who want to play now that um, if you're into doing some of this, you can go find a way to do it. Maybe with the initiative order.
1: That's very true. We're always looking for new content and new people to bring into our community. So good, convenient plug again for that
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's uh that's the idea we'll keep we'll keep it up throughout the show perfect um speaking of like D D content what do you what do you enjoy consuming um do you have time to even consume other people's content are you so busy kind of like producing other stuff do you even have a chance
1: oh i'm so behind on so many things that i i enjoy following but yes i absolutely am an incredibly enthusiastic viewer and follower of people's content whether it be streams or just like their homebrew work like they'll post on instagram or on twitter um one shots pretty much anything tabletop related i am absolutely interested in
0: is there uh is there a particular like type of homebrew content that you enjoy like consuming do you you ever make do you ever homebrew your own stuff for any systems
1: i try i i dabble in uh homebrewing D D content nothing that i've actually published or you know put out there into the world it's mainly been for like my home games and whatnot um Mm -hmm. i most of the one shots i've ran on actually i should say all the one shots that i've ran on the initiative order um those were my own creations uh they were storylines uh mechanics that i came up with um i definitely pull inspiration from published content i mean you know imitation is the sincerest form of flattery um, so I'm absolutely going right. to use other people's work when I can with crediting, of course.
0: No, I will sincerely flatter people all day long by <laughs> imitating someone else. I, I am 100 percent about that. Um, I mentioned at the top that you're also an ambassador for uh, Jasper's Game Day, which is an organization I'm a big fan of. Um, that's where you and I got to play in, in a game together. Originally was a Jasper's game. And I've got to you know, meet and play with lots of fun people um, through that. For people don't, who don't know, do you mind kind of explaining uh, what Jasper's is and how you got involved with them?
1: Oh, absolutely. So Jaspers is a fantastic nonprofit organization um, really dedicated uh, to bringing awareness and raising funds for suicide prevention. And it's all focused on tabletop gaming. So uh, it was created by uh, Fenway. If you're not familiar with her, Fenway, the teen DM, she's amazing. She's such a fantastic person in the community. Um, who spearheaded Jasper's? It's, it's grown so much over the last several years. I'm very fortunate to have been chosen to be an ambassador for them, as someone who's been unfortunately I've been affected uh, by suicide in my own life, and um, and a big advocate and proponent for mental health um, and awareness, and you know proper destigmatizing of mental illness. So it's close to mm-hmm. the heart for me.
0: And so what, um, what does being, uh, what does being an ambassador entail? Like, what do you, what do you do with them?
1: So as an ambassador, uh, we are supposed to be like organizing events to, of course, raise funds for Jasper's game day. Um, we are, it's very generous of them. They have provided us uh free training for assisting, uh, recognizing people who may be, um, in a difficult time who may be having, unfortunately, suicidal ideation that, We have the resources available to us um, within our community and also to be able to network to others to make sure that the problems are addressed as soon as possible. Um, I know for the initiative order, we are working on an event in July. We don't have the date solidified yet, but keep an eye out there um, where we're going to be planning a couple days, actually, of streams. That's going to be all dedicated to raising funds for Jasper's game day.
0: That's awesome that's really cool that they help like you said provide you with resource resources or training to kind of help like mm-hmm. recognize things or, or speak into and i and I think in general if that stuff that we provide um just as a society to each other you know being able to recognize those signs and know how to listen well and connect people with the resources uh it, it can be mm-hmm. so impactful for um, people who are struggling or need just like support um so that's really great i mean i, I love jaspers and fenway as a powerhouse and so it's it's been great to see um, you know, people like yourself or like Josh Simons or, you know, uh, uh, Talon and Claw, all these great people in the community getting involved and kind of mustering strength together to help people in need.
1: Absolutely. And, and I may be a little biased, but honestly, the group of ambassadors is probably one of the kindest group of people that I've ever worked with. Um, they're absolutely fantastic. We have a whole network of people with uh, streaming communities kind of across multiple platforms. So if anyone is curious, wants to go see who the other ambassadors are, absolutely check out their Instagram, their website. They do have a section for our ambassadors.
0: And uh, you can often find many of us playing on their games. And so they're, you know, producers of great content because lots of us get to go play. And they're a great way to, um, you know, similar, I think, to the initiative order to reach out to them because Fenway always has games she, she wants to fill. And uh, you can you can you know get involved in one of those and uh, you know stream a bit and help people. So it's just it's a super cool organization. I could talk about them for days.
1: They are super awesome. And I mean, you were in a couple streams actually. there I say several different Jaspers Game Day? Weren't you?
0: <laughs> you're you're saying that like I've been in too many and I need to. <laughs> I need oh to no, stop. No, no
1: no no never enough. Um, I meant that. No, as yeah a no I think I've compliment. been.
0: I think I've been in like I don't know five or six or or seven um, at this point, I'm not sure. Basically, like, because so many, this community is so close, like, so many different people I know, like yourself, or I mentioned Anthony with Talon and Claw, are often, like, running games, and so someone will ask, and I'll get to be in it, and, um, you yeah, know, that's, that's super fun. Yeah, I uh, I love getting to do that. I'm selfishly very happy that I get to play <laughs> in those games.
1: It's amazing, and it's raising money for a great cause, like you said.
0: It is, and, and, and I think it. It lowers barriers in some ways, and I don't know how to explain this well, but like um, more and more like Fenway will have, um, you know, celebrities. You can't see me because it's a podcast. I'm like air quoting because celebrities is a weird term. But like like people who are well known in the industry, you know, coming in and joining games. And what happens then is that relationships are developed, you know, between, um, you know, bigger names in the industry and, you know, smaller creators or people in chat that would not have had an opportunity there before. So it's kind of like breaking down this, uh, this kind of like wall between like the, the people with the big followings and the up and comers or whatever. It's, it's just a way for people to get together and mingle and do a thing that we love, which is play games while also helping each other. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's super cool. Exactly. So I know you mentioned that there are, you know, you, you have some initiative order stuff that you guys are working on that you can't necessarily talk about yet. Is there, and, and you have the, uh, the charity stream coming up, you said, hopefully in July. Anything else kind of on the horizon that you're allowed to, you know, tease or chat about that you're excited, uh, you know, coming up? Are you, I don't know if you're a convention person. It looks like conventions might tentatively be coming back in the fall pending health and safety. Uh, Have you ever thought about going and hitting up conventions?
1: I would love to. Um, The first GaryCon that was unfortunately canceled was the first convention I was supposed to go to. Yeah. i would never been to one before. So I would really love to go to one uh, once everything is safe and reopening Um, I'm very fortunate in our area. I've been able to get vaccinated. Very thankful for that. Um, now just patiently waiting. I don't, don't want to, you know, get too aggressive and go and do too much stuff and not help the situation at all. But I would love to go to conventions. I want to meet people. I want to meet so many people. I mean, obviously we've had this discussion before, um, on like, Uh, beyond Neverland and whatnot about how we all want to meet in person at some point. And I I absolutely stand by that.
0: Yeah. uh, I'm in the same boat. Like I'm luckily also vaccinated and hopefully things continue moving in a good direction. And uh, allegedly I will be at some conventions later this year. My only disappointment is that the one that we would really have like a chance to, you know, all of us meet up at is Emerald city, which was going to be my first comic or my first comic con um, before it got canceled last year. But so many of of our crew on Second Star are there on the West Coast, but it's happening in like December at a very terrible time for me. So we'll have we'll find another way one way or another. I'm sure we'll all get to uh, to hang out and meet and compare our height and all the stuff that we can't actually know in person.
1: Oh, yeah. Now it's just uh, I'm trying to visualize now that we know each other's heights like on paper. I understand my brain's still not understanding, though. That's not able to completely visualize.
0: I probably should have asked this when we were talking about initiative order, but was that your, was that, you might've said it, but was that your first time streaming a game doing something with, uh, when you guys just decided to start that?
1: Oh no. So um, initiative order stream started in July or August of last year. I started streaming the December before that. So um, I've been, this is really weird to say, I've almost been streaming for a year and a half now. It's, that's so weird wow. to me. Time's flown by. But it was um, just a bit of a transition from one channel to another, and I've I've just been really thankful to be able to, you know, be on so many cool streams. Um, I've been super, how do I put this, it's just been incredibly surprising. I didn't expect to ever actually get involved with streams, and it was a happy accident.
0: What is it that you enjoy about streaming that kind of keeps you doing it? Because, um, I think, I think lots of people have different reasons behind why they stream or what they, what they get out of it or what they, um, enjoy, but what is it for you?
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I think the energy is just a little bit different when you're streaming versus non-streamed games. And that's not necessarily to say that one is better than the other or they're just different. That's just how it is. Um, I love being able to see like people in the chat interacting, um, especially when you have people who come and see the show, like consistently you have, you know, frequent viewers who you begin to, you know, form connections with and might have ongoing jokes um, or just that kind of at the table, but not at the table feeling, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, it totally does. And many times it also means that you have something uh, regularly scheduled, which is kind of rare in tabletop games for in-person games. And you're like, I know for sure on this day, I get to hang out with people and play a game.
1: Exactly. Oh, my gosh. The scheduling in real life can be so difficult. So knowing that I'm playing with you guys every other Friday is like, I don't know, breath of fresh air. It's something that that's happening.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I literally, because uh, we play alternating weeks, I'm like, oh, this is a Neverland week. We get to go to Neverland this week. That's going to be fun. <laughs> and it's it's at the end of the week. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's, you know, I've got this kind of literal shining star at the end of the week. So that is always exciting and fun. Mm-hmm. Has there been anything, um, as you've been part of the tabletop community, you know, over the past like year, year and a half, um, have there been any, any moments that stood out to you as like, wow, I would not have expected this to happen where I, you know, a year ago, I never thought I would be blank.
1: Oh, there's been several of those moments. Um, at, not to do the name dropping bit too much here, but I mean, Carnaby Street Case Files, um, playing with people like Satine Phoenix, Cynthia Marie, Jason Charles Miller, Kurt Caceres, um, Nora Ibrahim. It's, it's so, so surreal. These are people that I watched on streams and I always thought, they're amazing. I, I just, I love, I love what they're doing for obviously entertainment value, but also for the community and the work that they're putting out there and to be able to sit virtually at the same table with them and just talk and interact in that way. It's, it was incredibly surreal. I was, there was a lot of those moments just to, I could ramble on for a very long time about that.
0: Well, and, and hopefully there will be more of those moments to come.
1: Yes. I hope so. Um, just yes, absolutely. I don't want to get into too much fangirling right now, but yes.
0: (laughs) Sure. Um, one of my, you know, selfish hopes, which uh, I hope will come true at some point is I would love to someday somehow be able to play in a live game, like at a convention. Um, for many of the reasons that you kind of mentioned about streaming in that I love, you know, I love one, I love performing. I miss doing theater and being on stage, but um, it's like taking the chat and putting it in front of you and you can see the people watching and they can see you and it's interactive and there's a give and take. So someday, somehow that that's on my community bucket list to find a way to make that happen someday.
1: That would be so cool. That would be incredible. I'd imagine it'd be incredibly, um, a different type of nervous, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: So but yeah, hopefully, second star.
0: Yeah. That's right. So uh, speaking of which, we'll just take a a quick break now to remind you that this show is it's not brought to you by Second Star. Um, Technically, in many ways, this show brings you Second Star. So thank you, Hero Forge, who are also a sponsor of Second Star to the right, which is a fifth edition Neverland campaign set in the fantastic world of Neverland as envisioned by Andrew Kolb, um, who Brie mentioned earlier, actually ran a one shot for us in Neverland as Lost Boys recently. So follow us on all the socials at Second Star Show or go to secondstar.show. To check it out, you can listen to the podcast, you can watch us on YouTube, you can watch us live on Twitch every other Friday. You can support the Patreon at patreon.com slash Show, where you also get our bonus Beyond Neverland segment with the cast that we record after each episode. I happen to think that it is a really fun time. We're just now digging into some really fantastic things. Um, by the time you've heard this episode, you would have heard our heard our special surprise guest playing a character. On our stream. So, we're trying to do that too, bringing cool members of the community to be uh, special guest stars, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's a great show. Brie apparently thinks it's a great show because she still shows up for it. And uh, we have a great time. So, definitely please come check us out second secondstar show or go to secondstar.show to check out everything there. Now, I mentioned, uh, I, I, Brie, I told you before we started recording that another thing that I do for my own Patreon supporters, which we'll get to in a second, is uh, we do the zone of truth segment for, for people after the show. And that's like where I like to ask people like, what is something that you're into that isn't the reason you came on the show? Or what is something you're super passionate about or a hobby that, you know, maybe isn't gaming or, or, you know, this particular nerdy stuff. Or, you know, if, if somebody, you know, you met someone at a party and they were like, tell me about your favorite thing. What could you gush on for hours and hours? We'll only have 15 minutes, but I'm kind of curious, like what are you into that we can, uh, we can chat about in the zone of truth here in a few minutes?
1: Um, truthfully it was incredibly easy as soon as you brought that up legend of zelda that was the first thing that got me into this nerd nerd environment uh thanks to my mom when i was like in early elementary school so there's some nostalgia there and also i think it's just a fantastic franchise
0: that's so exciting we've done like i don't know 60 something episodes with uh with zone of truth and we've yet to talk about zelda i think we've (laughs) talked about pokemon but we haven't talked about zelda so that is, that is one of my early games as well. Um, so I'm super excited to talk about that. So for those of you who are Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash roll for persuasion, stick around after the outro music in a few minutes because we're going to talk about Zelda and uh, we'll have to talk about Wind Waker or Walker or whatever it was. I disliked it so much I didn't even finish it. So maybe, <laughs> maybe Brie actually likes that game and she can convince me to play it. Or maybe she agrees with me. I don't know, but we'll find out in the zone of truth for Patreon supporters. And thank you to them for supporting this show. Um, Brie, before we go where can you've mentioned a bit at the top and we'll put the links below but where can people find you check out what you're doing follow your content where can they find you online
1: so you can find me across the social media platforms Instagram Twitter um, at Brianna flame it's my name tried to keep it simple Um, like we've briefly talked about on this interview so far my Instagram is mainly tabletop photography so I love taking pictures of anything related to tabletop gaming Twitter, I'm trying to get better at, so please be patient with me. But I'm there to retweet things very enthusiastically. Um, You can also find me um, on The Initiative Order's Twitch channel. So it's twitch.tv forward slash The Initiative Order. I'm a game master and a creative producer slash channel organizer for our events. And you can also join our Discord at The Initiative Order. There's a link in all of our social bios to be able to join We have, of course, we're always welcoming new people into the fold who are interested in streaming, one-shots, mini-series, campaigns, pretty much open to anything. And we also have our free community games ran monthly. So just really looking for anyone who wants to join us because we love having the table grow.
0: And like I said, check the show notes for the podcast for links to all of that. um, And you you can go check out what they're doing. It is super awesome. And super fun. And apparently there are cool secret things coming that she's not allowed to talk about. So you'll have to keep an eye out for, for whenever those (laughs) come to light. Brie, thank you so much for joining me. It's been so much fun. I'm excited that we get to keep talking about Zelda in a few minutes. And like I said, if you all want to hear that, go to patreon.com slash for persuasion to get access to that and all prior episodes of Zone of Truth. And uh, yeah, Brie, anything you want to shout out that I forgot to ask about before we close down?
1: I cannot think of On anything. I feel like you've pretty much covered everything.
0: Well, that means that it was an incredibly thorough interview, which, uh, mm-hmm. you know, props to me, I guess, or or for you props to my guest. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> me. Um, I'm excited that we got to talk. I feel like we've been talking about this for a while and then finally we're able to make it happen. Uh, and I'm excited to play D&D with you again in a few days.
1: Yes, super excited. It'll be interesting to see what happens next.
0: Yes, that which is the the I think the ultimate goal for each episode is keep people intrigued about what's coming next. Uh, speaking of what's coming next, you can keep up with this show by following me on all of the social medias. Well, really, really just Twitter because I am bad at Instagram. But you can follow me Instagram or Twitter at Roll Persuasion. You can also go to RollPersuasion.com to see what's going on with the show. And uh, until next time, guys, enjoy your games.